Good morning. Good morning. So glad you're here today. Finding your spot. Welcome. So, it is just super cool to see everybody here and all the chatting going on. Nothing like church fam. So, glad you're a part of that. So then, the first week of the of the year, the first Sunday of the year, we started with vision. And we talked about how you have to have a purpose and a plan for your life. And we did the whole focus thing. And we talked about goal setting and how you have to have a vision or goal setting is just a checklist, and that's really not fun. So um, that, that was great. And then last week we talked about decisions and how we sow our actions and our lives. And we, do you remember the Beatitudes? I, I so enjoyed studying that. John actually gave me the notes that he had on the Beatitudes. I'd never really heard it taught like that. So he, he gave me those notes and then I got to teach it. So that was really cool. Hope, hope you enjoyed the, um, the Beatitudes and that, that teaching there. So then, um, Miss Sarah, I think your group's up here at the front. Uh, I think I think that's the youth table. We are just so excited. We're just our, our our group leaders are getting here, and we're setting up tables, and we're saying we're saying Sarah, you're on first, and Lisa, you're on third, and uh, so that's 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 fun. So then, um, yes. Yeah, so then, la- that's a review on last week with the beatitudes and all of that. And then this week, we're going to be talking about, it's going to, it's going to segue from last week for those of you that were here. So if you're here, if you were here last week, it's going to really, uh, give you some concept, um, for today. And if you weren't here last week, that's okay. Um, it won't be a huge missing point, but hopefully that if you were here last week, this will be a great way to see how it all fits. Because today, last week, we talked about sowing our lives, making right actions in order to have that right trajectory and that happiness and joy in our life are an outcome of those things. So then today we're going to talk about money. Yeah, so last week was all about sowing actions and making right choices to, in, in the long term, have the outcome is happiness. Guys, a lot of times people downplay happiness. Oh, you know, everybody's pursuing happiness and all this stuff and wanting happiness. And um, they downplay that. See, that's the way you were wired, though. Sin came and, and robbed us of all of that stuff. And you were wired for happiness. So we don't want to downplay that. We want to study it and see it from God's perspective. So today, you have um, notes right there before you. We're going to do something a little different. So those small group leaders that are are in the house, if you would just look at point one, make sure everybody has a page there, and if we need to get copies, we can do that. Um, so we can make that happen. But if you just want to take um, that first point there. Um, wait, I didn't open in prayer. I want to do that, and then you're going to discuss. One point, I'm going to give you a few minutes, and then we're kind of back, going to uh, jump back into our teaching and then end with discussion. All right? Is that going to be good? All right, so let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for this day and thank you that um, there's just so much that we can gather and glean from your word. We're excited about that, and I'm so thankful that your word actually changes our life. It's not just a history book. It's not just... Um, 
good words that that we might take and and feel better about ourselves but it actually changes our course makes our lives better it's practical it's always doable it's great news and so we're just so thankful for that we ask that you just um help us today to take to heart what we learn and and plant it inside our own thinking inside our own hearts lord so that our lives can just uh look different from those around us and people say i want what that person has i i, I want um who they have in their lives and lord we can turn them to you uh in jesus name amen so if you look at that first discussion point it says talk about a time when you thought a material possession would make you happy we've all thought it did you acquire that possession? If so, how long did your happiness last? All right. So you have a few minutes to discuss that. All right. I hate to shut this down. You guys are buzzing today. I love it. Money is a hot topic, you know? Everybody in here has a relationship with money. I don't care if it's your first job or you haven't had your first job yet. Everybody in here has a relationship to money. So let's look at what Jesus said about that and figure that out and figure out what we need to do to increase our level of productivity, of joy, happiness, and fruitfulness in our lives where money is concerned. Um, and I want to encourage you, some of you guys in the room today, you're going to think, you know, I've kind of missed it in this area of uh, even maybe last week when you were thinking about right decision making, and then today it might carry over in the area of money. I've missed it in that area and had some major issues. And then there are some of you in the room, I, I just want you to know, you've been doing the right thing. You've been doing the right thing all along, and that's going to be validating. It's going to be affirming, and you're just going to hear um, something on the inside as we look at Scripture about how you can increase in that and um, add, add greater value in your own life. So we're going to talk about your relationship, my relationship between money and um, how that how that affects our quality of life. I want to challenge you. It's not the amount of money. Maybe you've said this in your own thinking. I thought if I could make this much money, I thought if I could get that possession, I'd be happy. It, it pays to really evaluate what we think because you can be wrong in your thinking. I thought maybe you're here today and you, you remember that first job you had and then you, now you're making so much more than you did when you had that first job and yet you don't feel any different. Your, your happiness quotient may not overall be any different. So money can contribute to our happiness but it doesn't necessarily, it's not a major component to our happiness. In fact, Jesus taught this. We're going to look at this. Jesus taught the way we see money and how we manage money. The big M word, if you have, if you've ever read the King James Version, you might have seen the word mammon and thought, well, what does that mean when Jesus talked about you can't love God and, and mammon? Basically, it means stuff or the power to get stuff. That's the whole concept of money. So I want you to look with me here for just a minute um, at Luke 16, 13. We have that on the scripture on the screen for you as well. You might want to mark it in your digital version or highlight it in your Bible. Let's see what Jesus said about money contributing to your happiness. You know, there's we've we've had a mountain in our mind, or we thought if I could just get that raise. And what we're going to see today is that there enough is never enough. Did you know that when God created us in in the garden, He created us with an appetite, 
Eve's whole problem, right? He created us with an appetite, an appetite for life even, for, for more in whatever area. And so that, I want you to think about that in relationship to money, the appetite for more and how enough is not, you can't have a money amount that, because there's people that are richer than us that they're not any happier. Their families aren't happier. Their children are miserable. And they would rather go with the friends, the neighbors on vacation than they would their own parents. And even though mom and dad are wealthy. So it's not, it's not a money amount. Um, enough is not enough. And so let's look at that together. Luke 16, 13. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, we may have heard the scripture before, but I want you to look at that. And Jesus uses some very strong words here. He doesn't mince words. Notice, no one. Okay, so then that's all of us in the room now. This applies to us. We can't say, oh, well, maybe that scripture's not to me because I wouldn't serve masters. That must, that must have been first century when, when there was slavery and all of that. No. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate, look at that strong word, hate one, hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. So you may not think that you've, served money, but I want you to look at this, and I want you to look at the temptation that can be widespread for humanity. Jesus is saying here, the chief competitor to God in our lives is stuff, is the acquisition, the desire, devoted, the word devoted, we could say desire or focus on. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever made a purchase um, again, this, this is straight across the board, no matter your age bracket. You're not very old before you've done this before. How many of you, you've ever made a purchase on impulse and then like, you know, two days later, you're like, that was stupid. Anybody? Yeah. You look at the credit card or you look at the lack of money that you had in your wallet and you're like, that, that wasn't really smart. So you've made a stupid choice regarding money or one that you regretted later. So we've all done that. That's something straight across the board. And so we're going to look at issues about why that might be the case in our life. You see, when our relationship with money has so much to do with our peace factor and what God is wanting for us is for us to have a level of peace that the world doesn't have because we'll look so different if we're not living in angst, you know, if we're not living with all these demands on our life. And so that's what we're going to see that he's pointing to here. So... When we're talking about devotion here and serving, I want you to think that Jesus knows us in this century and what we're talking about, what we're dealing with, and the desire for more stuff, we as Americans can agree, is just rampant. And so what is the, what's the thing there? Oftentimes, we don't even know we needed something until we see it. And then all of a sudden, we've got this desire. What we see with our eyes this takes us really back to the transformation process where your thinking affects your emotions. You see that emotional component there on that banner? Thinking changes your emotions. Your emotions has to do with desire. So when Jesus said, you will be devoted to one and despise the other, um, he's talking about desire and emotion. And guys, when we look at things, when we're shopping or when we're out in the world around us, maybe we weren't even shopping. It came our direction and, and there was this, you know, ad or something, and we're thinking, I I've got to have that. 
So John and I were in the mall one night, and um, I'd been teaching and long day and wore heels. And so we, were, we just went straight to the mall after work, and we were going to go eat. And so we ate, and then we were walking through the mall, and we go to this little gadget store that John likes to go to. So we go to this little gadget store, and they had this foot massager. And so you're, you're, you're there before me. So I took, he said, look, you want to just sit down and, and use the foot massager? And I'm like, well, you know, nah. And, I, and so anyway, he said, yeah, just sit down and use it. I went home and I don't know if I've ever slept so good. And I was, mar I remarked to John, well, that was like in February and Mother's Day, that was my, my gift. I didn't even know I needed it, you know? So that's what we're talking about in relationship to desire and how that can be something that we want to manage and something that we want to watch. What is the driving force in our lives behind acquisition, getting more? It's not necessarily a dollar amount, but I've got to have that or this. And we didn't even know until the neighbor got her, until they had that experience and they did this or that. Then all of a sudden it goes high up on our list. I want you to, I want to look at three things today. One of them is discontentment. This is the driving force behind money oftentimes and behind things that we purchase. Discontentment. Again, what's God, what does God want for us? peace. Discontentment automatically um, battles the peace that we have in our lives. Discontentment. Discontentment ensures that there will not be satisfaction and peace in our lives if we're not aware of this thing. It's a driving force where money issues are concerned. You know, a while ago when we said, um, who, who's ever had made a wrong purchase or one that caused stress later? That's a driving force, discontentment. I didn't even know I needed that until um, I saw it. So what we see with our eyes and the need for more, I need that, discontentment. If we can eliminate this from our lives, and you have to be aware of it. It has to be in your thinking. It has to be in your thinking or you won't even be, you know, it'll just be a driving force. This discontentment that's just driving you. Got to have this and got to have that. So discontentment, the, and, and again, I think we could all say, you know, we might all agree here that discontentment can be a driving force where money is concerned and, and the acquisition of more things, more stuff. But this one, the next one, greed. Oftentimes we don't ever see ourselves as greedy. We can see ourselves as discontent, but those people are greedy. That person is greedy. Greed is an assumption Here's, here's our definition we're going to use for greed. Greed is an assumption that it's all for my consumption. What I earn, it's all for me. So I want us to look at that, and we have to recognize that we're born with that. You know, anybody that's raised kids, mine is one of the early words they learn. Well, we don't often, we, we train our children not to say mine, you have to share but do we learn about that driving force underneath the whole greed factor? Greed is an appetite. And what do we talk about just early on? That started in the Garden of Eden. God made us so that we are not in and of ourselves able to live without worship, you know? We'll worship our lives, ourselves. We'll worship God. But there is, we are, are, we are not independent beings. 
And so where money is concerned, we have to think about that and be aware when um, there's that feeling of, of, of not being satisfied. It, it can come right in the area of discontentment and greed. The third one is debt. This is another thing that can just make us miserable. Any of these three areas, and if we're not aware of them, we're not aware of root issues here regarding money and our relationship to money, there will be discontentment. There will be greed. And then here's what happens. When the money's out, we don't say, okay, I've got to stop. In our, we, we might say, um, maybe you not said it to yourself, but in our culture it says this, just because I'm out of money doesn't mean I'm out of, I can still get what I want. That's so first century to think, just because I'm out of money, I'm going to get more. I'm going to get more. I'm going to get another paycheck. And then there's that whole debt factor. And what do you, what do you and I see? A cycle. Back to discontentment. Because when that, that credit card debt or that mortgage payment that is way too high comes in the mail and we we've purchased things that we don't have the sustainability for the long haul to maintain our peace and our stuff then we go to debt and then back up to discontentment you see so it's a cycle that can be in our lives if we're not really aware of some things here and um, recognize that what God wants in the long haul for our lives is peace. And when he tells us strong things about you can't love money and God, or he says you can't desire things and where you put your time, you know, even our jobs are part of this whole cycle where, why? We work because it, it feeds that that level of peace. So that's a, that's an okay thing. But if it's a driving force and we get more stuff and we have to then get more, you know, more money to sustain the more stuff and all of that, then our, we do become what Jesus said. Let's go back to Luke. Can we go back to that passage? We do become slave if we're in the debt factor. We do become slave to those things we once desired. Now they cost us. So let's look back at um, Luke 16 again with fresh eyes, knowing that we can all relate to this in some way. No one can serve two what? Either you will hate the one and what? Love the other or you'll be what? Or have a desire for a focus to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So you and I want to be careful. And, and when we say, well, I would never serve money. We just thought about some things and realized that discontentment, greed, and debt can cause us to be in that category. Um, before we leave this little topic of, of debt, here's one thing I want to leave with you. Um, it's not original to me, but I, I read it. And so you might, and you might want to jot it down. I want, you know, that whole desire factor. I've got to have this. I've got to have that. I want is better than I owe. So if we can deal with the discontentment, maybe we've never dealt with the discontentment factor. If you're raising children, maybe you've never noticed, is that a discontentment factor in that child? Can that child not sit for 15 or 20 minutes with having to go to the next thing? Can they actually Am I fostering contentment in the heart of my children? Are we modeling contentment as parents? Is our family a family that is content with just enjoying one another's company? 
Are we content with relationships? Are we content with what we have, this amazing house, this, this wonderful community that I'm part of in my, my church? Fostering contentment is a huge, huge thing. There is tension when we have a desire, right? That's where the tension begins. I want that. You've all felt it. We've all felt it. It's, it's common to humanity. I wish I had that. So that's, that's, that's not the problem. It's, is that going to be a driving force in our life where we can't handle discontentment and therefore the money goes flying? It's a contentment factor. So let, let's, let's uh, be aware of that. So who is the boss in our lives? Um, you know, I, I, would, I just want to present this to you. And thinking about this this week, I tried to think, who in my life have I, have I seen that has modeled well for me money and the relationship that they have with money? And what are some key factors that are in place? I, I tried to analyze that. Maybe you can do that now while you're sitting there. Is there anybody that I know that does well with money and they actually have a, uh, they're not driven uh, by that, uh, by greed, discontentment? They're not strapped with debt. Do I know anybody? And here's what I came up with, some, th- some factors that I've seen in those people. I, I came up with a few in my mind, not a lot. I, I couldn't think of 10, but I could think of about five. People that I know that have a good relationship where money is concerned, and here's what I came up with, and I, I, I think also it's very biblical. They're generous and wise generosity and wisdom versus discontentment, greed, and debt. Can we, can we balance those? Can we contrast those? I should say, can we contrast generosity and wisdom where money is concerned can actually bring a whole quality of life that this world has not tapped into. So let's talk about that, where money's concerned. I want to give you some practical things here. Now, you've heard, I I just pulled from something that John's given in the past regarding money because I couldn't think of anything really any better. And it goes with, how many of you have done one of our Dave Ramsey studies? Anybody? Yeah, so a number of you have done, or maybe you've done it elsewhere. You might not have done it here. But Dave Ramsey uh, teaches a lot about generosity and wisdom regarding money. Um, but when John taught, um, he gave this to us in the past. And so I want to tap into something that some of you already knew, or maybe you've heard it before. Give, save, and then you're living. Giving, saving, living. Giving, saving, living. Let's think about those three components in, in context with what we're talking about here versus the discontentment, versus the greed, versus the debt. Let's look at what God's plan is for us in relationship to money, to give, to save, and then to live. Now, this is a path that, that I want you to notice. This is going to always le- lead to joy. This is going to always lead to joy straight across the board. I love it because the real principles in life that make, that make our lives better and are life changing, they're simple. I've noticed that. They're simple. So here's one of those. Give, save, and live. And these are in, in order. So where giving is concerned, it will always, always bring you joy. It feels great to give. You were created for that. It's a way to, um, to, to love. And, you know, that's all in the first commandment that Jesus said um, to love God and love your neighbor. So we can't do that on, 
for the long haul without really being a giver. Now, I want you to think about this in, in, in um, a, a different context with me. Giving, if you and I are givers, we're not waiting for an offering. It's who we are, right? So let's think about this. When the paycheck comes, we're not waiting for a fundraiser. It's not like someone's going to ask. It's who we are. The paycheck comes and we're like, okay, well, you're, gonna, you're not going to be my slave. You're not going to tell me where I'm going to go. I have to go to work. What, there was something I owe, I owe. Yep, you heard, heard that. Off to work I go. No, I go off to work because I'm a blessing at work. I go off to work because I'm called to be a part of the greater community. I don't go because I'm a slave to what I owe. So in, re, in regard to giving, giving being something that we just do right off the bat. It, nobody's asking us. You know, that's what we want to think about in regard to giving. Do we give as a response? Or is it who we are? The money that comes right through our hands, automatically we give. That's the great thing about tithing. Tithers just give the top 10% off their, uh, their income. And then they're not, oh, I wonder, if, I wonder if so-and-so needs money. I wonder if there's this or that. It's not need. It's not, it's not need-driven. Givers are not need-driven. It's who they are. I'm telling you. The greatest joy that is available to you and I in this life is tied up in that giving and that whole giving concept. So it will bring you great, great joy in your life. Giving when you're not asked. Giving first, not waiting for uh, someone to, to pull on you or for something. To, and that's where that whole debt thing, remember, back to that. It's, it's a pull, and it goes against how you were designed to give, not be enslaved. Um, so... The next thing, saving. Saving will bring you peace. Giving brings you joy. And remember, a lot of what we're talking about is how God wants us to be people that walk in peace. There's great, great power in peace. So giving brings joy. Saving brings peace. Now, if you'd have walked in today and someone would have said, hey, do you want joy or, you know, do you want peace? Probably most of would have said, uh, us would say, both. Do I have to choose? So giving gives us joy and saving brings peace. If you have some, a savings account and you're putting in that regularly, then what that does is there's a level of peace. You're being wise with your money. The first one, generosity, giving. Saving is all in that level area of peace. There's a, there's peace in your life. And then if something were to happen, you've got, you've got savings and you know that there's backup for you. That's excellent. Also, I'll just say this. Saving keeps you out of even giving in an emotional response. So giving should feel good, but you don't want to give just emotionally because there's a need or because all of a sudden there was all this hype. No, if, then there won't be anything. If we do that, there might not be anything left for savings. So giving you're, you're giving your 10% off the top in tithing. And then you're, you may, you're giving maybe in another area that, that God's touched your heart. You're giving a certain amount to, to missions. Or you're giving a certain amount to local missions. Something like that. Foreign or local missions. Or a, a ministry that you value. So give and then you save. You're, you're saving then a portion each month. And then finally, the last thing is living. You give and you save so that you can live to the full. 
so that you're living to the full in your life, that you're living out of an overflow on the inside. You've got joy, you've got peace in place because you've got those first two components. And then you're living, and here's what happens. When you're living on the rest, guess, uh, if we could stick a word out beside there, giving out beside there, you could say it brings joy, saving brings peace. And then when you live on what's rest, uh, on the rest of what's left, then it brings, ready? Who doesn't want this? Freedom. You're free. You're free. When you give, save, and then you live on the rest there is such freedom in your life. You get to make choices. You're not forced to make choices because you're in debt. You're not forced to make choices because there's a driving force of discontentment and irritation because you don't have this or you don't have that. It's actually uh, freedom in, in your life. All right. Well, that leads us to our last points of discussion. So I want you to finish up with your discussion time today, you may not have a, a chance, depending on how wordy your group is, to hit all these points. But jump in and enjoy discussion and thoughts that your group has um, based on this teaching. <laughs>